This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. This is Amanda Celine Miller, the voice of Boruto and Sailor Jupiter, and you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. It's time. Talk time. Let's go. Anime comics, movies and games, come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime comics, movies and games, come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime comics, movies and games, come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime comics, movies and games, come on and let's get it. Talk time. Live. Started in the 80s with Matt Cross. Dudes in the hood might have called that soft, but I carried that cross like Jesus did. Fast forward, I teach the kids to learn how to let go, live life and show love to all things that don't matter. Where y'all from? And luckily, there's a show called Talk Time. We've been waiting for this for a long time. Dax kicks the facts on all the geek news. Special guests and unbiased reviews. Suburban kids, the hipster street dudes. All can learn something new. Me too. I heard words when no faith is empty. I stayed the course, so my haters tempt me. Beat the podcast, that'll make them envy. It ain't too trendy. It's ACMG. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk Time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on. And let's get it. Talk time. Anime comics, movies and games. The come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime comics, movies and games. The come on and let's get it. Talk time. gentlemen welcome back to the journal of my life that covers all things anime comics movies and games this is acmg presents talk time live the prime show i am your host Xavier josiah we got a really fun show for you today we're going to be reviewing uncharted the live action movie starring tom holland and mark Wahlberg, based on the ultra popular video game series from playstation and naughty dog uh we'll be talking about what i thought about that and i'm going in as a person who's never played the series at least not up until yesterday so i'll be talking about that from a outsider's perspective so and and trust me we'll discuss why that is important you know that you can watch a movie and not be into the lore because there's a purpose and reason for that so we'll be talking about all that in our talk topic of the week but we do have a ton of other news to talk about so let's not waste any time folks let's find out what's new in the world of acmg And now, it's time to find out what's new in the world of ACMG. All right, so in this All-Star Weekend, I got a chance to check out The Kingsman, which came out on both Hulu and HBO Max. And I didn't expect it to come out this quick, until I actually watched the movie and then I figured out why it came out so quick. I mean, the movie wasn't bad. It just, it was like, I watched both Kingsman movies and like say what you will about the second one or even the first one. I thought they were fun. They were action packed. You know, they weren't, they weren't intended to be Oscar winners by any stretch, but they were just fun, really fast paced, you know, movies that talked about a secret organization that, you know, tries to protect the world from bigger threats 
this one in particular, it, it you know, Matthew Vaughn is normally good for doing these, you know, movies. They, he really, he, he does them justice. This one was a little bit slow paced. It was telling the origin story of the Kingsman, which is fine, but I think it was a half hour too long in my opinion, because it dragged it. There were parts of it that really dragged and then, you know, it will go into the action scenes and the action scenes will be like really quick and swift. And then it goes back into the dramatic parts. All of the actors in there were awesome, but it just, it really didn't click as the other ones did. You know, it was just, it was so dramatic. It was so slow paced and it just dragged on. And by the end, it was a little bit better. They went back to what they, what the, you know, the movie is known for. So, you know, I get why this is, you know, and I, and lo and behold, I didn't check reviews before this, but I saw the reviews afterwards and noticed that it, a lot of um, people who reviewed it, a lot of media platforms that reviewed it gave it really low scores. And I get it. I absolutely get it. This is like one of the rare times that I think I say, I think um, even IGN got it right <laughs> in this case. So, I mean, if you haven't seen it yet, it's out now. It's on Hulu. It's on HBO Max. Um, I it. I mean, I guess that's a sign of the fact that because I swear it came out like near the end of 2021, like right near where Spider-Man uh, No Way Home came out. So, you know, they, you know that there it is. So it I mean, it's unfortunate, but it was I mean, it was all right. I, like I said, I think if they would have like cut a half hour of that footage down and added a little bit more action to it, it would, you know, it made it you know, what we loved about that movie and that series, I think it would have been a much better. So yeah, go for you see for yourself. If you haven't uh, gotten a chance to see it or you haven't gone to the theaters in a while, it's on uh, digital right now on your digital platforms, I should say. So now I want to talk about the Peacemaker finale. Cause oh my God, hey, that mood, that, that show is so good that after watching it, I almost caught myself saying that this was the best thing DC has ever done. This is the best DC series that they ever done. And I, to that extent, I still might say that, but I'm saying it in the sense that I almost forgot that, you know, Greg Berlanti was doing the Arrowverse and, you know, for all these years. And, you know, there's some other good shows out that DC did put out, but James Gunn has stepped up the scale in terms of production, in terms of budget, everything, and just in great storytelling and comedic storytelling. I mean, there's a reason why this dude is so sought after by both Marvel and DC. And this finale was absolutely the best of them all. I mean, just incredible. Um, peace. Well, let's get started with this. Let's talk about briefly with this. I may miss some things out uh, with this, but you know, I'll, you know, hopefully I mention everything that I, I can possibly remember from it because I only watched the episode once. And I, what I want to do is basically I want to just go and watch Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad, and then go remotely in and just binge through the um, Peacemaker series because it works together so well. And so many big surprises that came into this episode. Um, one of the biggest ones, which I won't mention off the top, but like, let's get to it. Um, we see Peacemaker struggling to come to terms with killing his father, White Dragon, um, while prepping to take down the Butterfly's uh, plot to do whatever the hell they were trying to do. This episode 
may have been the most budget heavy of them all because we finally get to see the cow which is basically a gigantic kaiju like alien caterpillar that produces the mineral uh the butterflies need to survive uh we also get a story as to why that they you know why this is happening too and the head butterfly i forgot what her name really was but it's the butterfly that took over detective sophie's body um and she and it explained i guess um why they had uh, been invading bodies of people on earth for a very long time and she felt peacemaker would understand and help them uh send the cow over to another dimension that was their idea to try to you know send them to another dimension so they can inhabit another area to survive because their home planet was screwed up and merv uh which is a butterfly himself felt that you know they were trying to take over the world she said no that's not the case they were trying to survive because their home planet was screwed you know was you know destroyed at some point so they've been trying to go over to place to place to try to you know survive their entire line so this is what they had to do we also see leota rage out and finally get to see her be who she was like leading to be all through the series we kept seeing like you know one she's amanda wilder's daughter and two she is equipped to handle situations like this and she was just not you know she was just too afraid to let it out and we finally got to see it leota went out and raged on a whole bunch of butterflies after seeing her teammates hardcore and vigilante go down at the hands of the butterflies during a gun um you know pretty much a firefight and boy she looked badass she was total badass i was waiting for this because i knew they were gonna do her justice and make her look like she was just rambo out there and that's exactly what they did so that was a really awesome scene right there one of many awesome scenes in here we also see her wear the forbidden helmet that when uh activated makes her uh makes the wear into a human torpedo so they brought along a multiple amount of helmets here one of which uh a lot you know activated a sonic boom which thanks to leota she actually dropped the uh she dropped a device that needed to be planted <laughs> that needed to activate the helmet uh after it was planted inside and such and she finally got it but they you know caused a lot of damage to both the barn and the underground area where they were trying to send away the cow and the other one there was another one uh the uh, the other one was a uh was it it was a, a gravity helmet which was already activated by leota so she was really like messing up but she, she you know she stepped up later on down the line and then the third one was the torpedo one which she ended up wearing so she tried to you know she went down to go save peacemaker who was fighting you know the butterflies then and she activated the actual helmet but got a sort of got a concussion from just missing her target and going straight to the the boulders in the walls or whatever like that it was hilarious um but it, it was even more hilarious because peacemaker decided to take out the cow by activating the helmet which leota was wearing shooting her right into the cow's stomach like a bullet and killing the cow and at the same time peacemaker shoots uh and kills detective sophie's body killing her, uh sophie but also you know releasing the butterfly from the body so we also see leota and peacemaker from all of this makeup finally after 
you know, the diary situation from before in there. Um, but the biggest thing of this episode was after all this mention about the Justice League and the jokes that Peacemaker was talking about with Aquaman having relations with fish. Lo and behold, the Justice League all of a sudden comes in and at the last moment after everything was done, the Justice League comes in and makes an appearance. In particular, Aquaman and the Flash. But, you know, it it was awesome. It was absolutely awesome. Uh, But while it was Aquaman and the Flash that was actually, um, that was, you know, um, Momoa and Ursa Miller that was doing uh, voice, you know, speech roles. They had lines. They also had shadowy figures that looked like Superman in, um, and Henry Cavill and and, uh, and Wonder Woman in there. So it, so they made it to a pair to see like they were actually there. You know, like Gal Gadot and Henry Cavill were there, but they weren't exactly. So I thought that was hilarious. I thought that was genius and I thought it was well done. But you had um, Jason Momoa and you had Ursa Miller doing their lines and, um, you know, Flash pretty much is joking with Aquaman talk, you know, about the rumor of him having relations with fish. And this was a very offbeat type of camaraderie that we would rarely see from the Justice League. That was really genius to have uh, both of them come on air and a big shock and surprise. So after that, Leota took it upon herself to reveal the uh, to the media that Peacemaker and Vigilante was recruited uh, for a secret mission, but also that she is the daughter of Amanda Waller, who is the head of the entire operation. So she revealed the entire Task Force X operation that's been going on for years and, you know, opened that up. So I don't know to what end is that going to lead to because now it's all out in the open. We also get another cameo appearance by Viola Davis as Waller, who was not happy about seeing her daughter reveal all this information on the news, you know, to the world. So it it was really awesome. Uh, Leota goes back to her uh, family and her wife and such. And, you know, all is well on that end, hopefully. And we see what's happening here. We also uh, see hardcore not dead. Neither her or Vigilante. I was really happy because it looked like they were out for the count during that firefight. And it was awesome to see her still around and she realized that you know peacemaker was has been there waiting for her to wake up for the whole entire time so they're they're finally starting to bond after all this time and everything too so and at the end we see peacemaker go back to his home joined by eagerly who gives him a dead raccoon or a possum or whatever like that you know as a gift but we also see uh him rejoin by the butterfly that took over Detective Selfie too, because before he uh, the butterfly took over Detective Selfie, they were kind of bonding themselves. He kept feeding her, you know, or it's the actual essence or whatever that cow produces all the time. So I don't know what's going to become of this. Uh, we also have Judo Master who is still, you know, I don't know where he's standing right now because he was working with the butterflies and such right now. So now that he sees that the butterflies were gone, he kind of freaked out. They ended it off in that way. I don't know what's going to happen with this series because it's now over. I don't want to say it was open ended. It looked like it ended the way it did. But I mean, Judah Master is still around and, and, and streaming. I mean, it felt more ended than open ended. 
in this case i would love for them to do another season of this this was just absolutely fantastic i, I got a feeling this may not this may be james gunn's last uh foray into the dc universe i'm not sure i don't know what he signed on for um if i was dc films i would try to keep him for as long as i could possibly can but he's now working alongside with marvel as well so and again i know marvel studios has got to be kicking themselves for doing what they did to him in the midst of the cancel culture situation um because they they worked they they worked too swiftly without thinking about it and dc took full advantage of that signed them up for to do um you know the guardian not the guardians uh, the the suicide squad which originally the suicide squad was looking to try it was absolutely there was no question about it the suicide squad was trying to be their answer to the guardians of the galaxy you know everything about the first movie had shades of guardians of the galaxy and the way james gunn you know basically directs i don't know whose idea was to do that but you know it was just very it felt very thirsty in a lot of cases that like he was they were trying to do that and then now they have the actual james gunn who did it the right way you know he came in and said like let me show you how this is done and it worked <laughs> and then he doubled down on that with peacemaker so it just an absolute one of the best if not the best dc series of all time i will say that i love greg berlante and what he's done for the arrowverse um i like the titans and i like all the other stuff that they did but this was probably the absolute best I mean, absolute best series that they've done and movie. Suicide Squad is 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 arguably the best DC films that they've ever done. I mean, there's it's it's very it's arguably the best that they've ever done. So, you know, kudos to them. I love this series. I'm going to rewatch it and enjoy this. It was just there was nothing about this from start to finish, from that opening to the end just awesome if you haven't watched this show if you need a reason to buy or subscribe to hbo max that is the best reason right there you know it's just absolutely it's it's the tv in movies and animated series that keeps that makes me a, a dc fan bar none so I, I i really enjoy everything they do there so all right spider-man no way home a lot of speculations going on here as, as to when this release date is happening um there are now posts on reddit that are reporting that the highly successful sequel is expected the highly successful uh, sequel that just beat avatar in terms of box office uh per, um box office uh records they're expected to arrive there this is a speculation at best and there's no there's nothing confirming this but it's expected to be March 22nd. I don't know where they got this information from. I don't know why Reddit is the TMZ of social media in this case, but that's what they're claiming. We haven't got confirmation of this yet. Uh, many believe that it was expected to arrive on the 28th of this month uh, on Prime Video, Apple TV, Google Play, and Vudu, uh, which I was hoping for because it's been a while since, it's been quite a while and these, these digital releases, do come out really quickly so i don't understand why this wouldn't do it this is that's that's a long time like 
what are they adding to this if that's the case if, if it is the 22nd what are they actually adding to this that is needing it to you know take that long to come in you know that that movie came out what in december what november or december or something like that and it's now february going into march i really really am dying to see this movie again and i know i can, i live a couple blocks away from a movie theater that is actually playing it but the thing is i don't want to do that i want to watch it at the comfort of my own home i don't care what those trailers those trailer commercials and ads say at the movie theater where it says like you can watch it at this size but you can watch it here and i'm like yeah but if i move up to that side you know to that size from your perspective view it's a big screen so <laughs> i'd rather watch it at the comfort of my own home where there's no air conditioner on in a theater where it's like 20 degrees outside and they still got the air conditioner on in there. Um, I'm not wearing a coat. I'm relaxed. But also I could watch this awesome movie more than, you know, just one or two times. I already got it on pre-order. I'm ready to go. Um, I'm looking forward to it. So I don't know. Uh, Marvel or Sony have yet to confirm any date as of yet so i looked in um to the apple you know not the apple store the itunes store where you can uh you know purchase the uh it's it's up for pre-order right now but there's still no date as to when it's going to be released so they haven't released anything yet or confirmed anything yet from there so here's the hoping i'm hoping for the 28th i'm hoping it's not the 22nd but if it is the 22nd i'm hoping that they actually have some extra content that they're providing to fans you know as a way to you know get them to buy the digital more i don't think they need anything to buy the digital they can, like they can add nothing to it and they can pretty much you know buy it on its own and i, I you know is that movie is just phenomenal i really want to enjoy that movie all over again and multiple times and it's just it's one of the best and i, I tell you this speaking of that um the oscars apparently is looking to add a new category oh that is a fan base category I, I, in a, a category that actually fans can vote on to see what you know movie is going to make it this year it's pretty much a, a viewer's choice award I, I this is what i heard um and apparently there's a lot of speculation that spider-man no way home maybe getting the lead for this so i don't I, I gotta look into that but it was something that was talked about on uh dish what is it dish nation i was looking at and they talked about it i'm all for this i am so all for this because the oscars are always looking for their uh, uh you know their perspective of what they believe is a good film but it's never films that act that people actually see in theaters they're always very artistic you know th you know stuff with artistic themes that um what is that movie uh it's something pizza or something like that and I, I i i knew this movie was gonna make it it was really one of those quirky movies that um it's one of those quirky love stories that the oscars uh committee is really high on and um i i just i had a hunch that this thing was gonna make it in and it's time for them to change the way they do things it's really it's really really time for them to change the way that or giving a little broader outlook and perspective on what what and why people love what they do you know there's too many more martin scorsese's out there not enough seth rogan's out there i guess you could say you know with that mindset 
as to or Kevin Smith's for that matter, you know, because there are a lot more Kevin Smith's and Seth Rogen mindsets out there than it is, you know, than it is like uh, the Mark Scorsese's. So honestly, this is time. If you're going to have one award, at least have an award that is going to allow fans to really benefit from it to really appreciate what they've watched throughout this entire year so i'm looking forward to this uh i i gotta look into this because if it's, it's a voting thing and it, you know chances are it's believed that spider-man may actually get this i'm all for it because <laughs> spider-man spider like any movie that makes that gets me emotionally into it i think deserves something out of it so not just like an mtv movie award or whatever like that like it deserves to be in any spot so hopefully it will be and hopefully it will come out on february 28th we're you know it's already the 20th today so we'll see uh let's talk about netflix let's talk about video games again the cuphead show is on netflix i don't know if have you guys seen it i have i've seen a few of the first four episodes uh let me tell you 12 fun and crazy retro animated short episodes with with all being about like 15 minutes long you got to go out of your way to see this it's like i i've said it before i love the game in in, a, in, in terms of the animation what they've done um just the, the whole you know retro look of the 1930s style you know animation uh look and and feel I cannot play that game. That game will frustrate the hell out of me. It is meant to be extremely hard. I don't understand why. Um, I would pay, I would pay for a mode that is much easier, okay? I would pay for this. And I know I'm not the only one. A lot of other people would pay to, you know, play, be able to enjoy this game the way they want to. But they're, you know, they're persistent on, uh making this a very hard to play game and challenge a heavy game so more power to them but if you like the game in terms of presentation and look but you don't want to play it hey i got a better solution go watch it on netflix it is worth watching it is fun each episode are each episode are random adventures of cuphead and Mugman um as they go through all these different really retro style you know adventures or whatever it's really cool it's on netflix right now go ahead and check it out i guarantee this is going to get another season it's been I'll, they've been trying to get this show out forever and now that it's finally out people are on it uh i think from what i understand people are enjoying this series and i know i'm enjoying it. i really appreciate it i love it and it just goes to show that how far the indie development industry has come you know indie developers have you know accomplished so much in the years and it's really awesome it's like it, you know getting giving room to this part of the industry of the gaming industry is just great i mean we see what yacht club games uh, did with shovel knights and how well that is done that helped you know put things into perspective and you know put them on the radar um you got this company who created cuphead which is like a really big deal now it's on it has a netflix show and this is not like a triple a company of any kind i mean that says a lot there's i mean i this is why i love the, the um the the independent game scene you know these guys are able to create what they want 
and do it to their leisure and happiness and you know good things always come out of it this is why i'm really happy to have these guests here speaking of which i'll probably repeat this again this week i am going to have adam tierney and bannon rotis coming back from way forward games talking about river city girls uh zero and river city girls 2 coming soon so you know i i'm really happy to always have these guys come on to the show as well as uh you know get a chance to play these games that these guys have made a lot of these uh these developers and artists are coming from actual AAA, you know really really big AAA game development companies and they lit they left their environment because they want to do something on their own they want creative freedom that they wouldn't get in that environment and i i totally understand that and i i think that's why i appreciate it more because as a person who end up leaving for better you know for the you know try to get better opportunities outside of the bubble that they were in for like a decade i get it i totally get it same reason why i get why you know people have left wwe to go to aew you know because they want creative freedom they want to be shown it they want to show that they have worth that they can they can provide value that they can prove that they are everything that they say they are and more so i i really dig that so go out of your way, check it out. It's on Netflix right now as well. Uh, Kevin Feige went on to say that Endgame will uh, be the last Final Avengers movie. How do you feel about that? I, I, you know, I get it. They got to move on. But like the Avengers is to me, the Avengers in, in terms of the MCU to me is the it's it's the nucleus of the entire mcu and i know they're gonna go to another whole broad you know broader way but like who's gonna replace the avengers the only group the only major group that i can see taking over the avengers is the x-men so they have to get like seriously like the x-men aside actually at one point the x-men was even more popular than the avengers if not for honestly if not for um John Favreau and Josh Whedon and all those guys in Marvel Studios, the Avengers probably would not be. If they had, I think if they had access to the X-Men, the X-Men probably would have been done. And now that they got the rights to the X-Men, they got to reestablish the X-Men. So we'll see. I I don't see any other group being the 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 flagship group in the Marvel Cinematic Universe other than the x-men because it was the avengers it was spider-man they are no longer working with spider-man to that extent anymore um the avengers are there but not there so now they have i mean i've read i'm a comic i'm a marvel comics reader the only other things that i see that they have is rather the champions which is the newest kind of form of avengers team that is out now they're, they're kind of the the marvel's answer to teen titans really um which is kamala khan and is uh miles morales and viv which is vision's uh daughter um you know the new hawk so uh pretty much and uh who else and riri williams now they are coming out with they are coming out with um with iron heart coming soon we talked about that last episode uh who else uh miss marvel is also coming out so maybe they are kind of forming the champions at some point i i hope that's the case because i actually did like the champions comic books i used to i've read the champions comic book you know dating back when they first came out 
and in the midst of uh, Civil War II and all this stuff. So I am hoping that that is the case. Maybe that is. But otherwise, it's that's the only other group that I could see being the flagship group for the Marvel Cinematic Universe is going to help to, you know, take it. Oh, oh, I forgot. They also have the Fantastic Four coming as well. So that it could be the case, too. But the Fantastic Four, even a Fantastic Four is as great as the Fantastic Four always has been. They've never been like the forefront, the flagship cup. Like say what people will, the Fantastic Four was not like the end all be all in the most popular group of all of Marvel. They would always had a, 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 they always stayed in the media. They, they're like Nintendo. It's like, it's like you have PlayStation, you have Xbox who are always going up and down in terms of popularity, but Nintendo always stayed the same. That's pretty much what the Fantastic Four is in that sense so i don't know i i if they don't establish the x-men i don't see anybody really because the it, damn sure is not the eternals the eternals it is I, I like the eternals movie but they didn't there's no way in the world that they're gonna say that they were basically starting something with them that had the same vibe in depth as the uh, Avengers Wars. They, and I, it, 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 to me, it looked like they, that's what they were trying to do. It didn't exactly work to that effect. And it, 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 the box office, um, you know, uh, results show is that basically they didn't make nearly as much money as when Spider-Man came out. When Spider-Man came out, because maybe, well, one, it's because of Spider-Man. Two, this is definitely said to be the final Spider-Man movie, quote unquote you know that they were coming out with so people definitely wanted to go out of their way to see it and for the first time since the pandemic happened they went out of their way to go check it out so it made a monster amount of money <laughs> okay the eternals like people the majority of people i guarantee you did not see the eternals until it finally hit on uh disney plus so and then even to that extent there were some people who liked it and some people who didn't i i liked it it, it was solid, but it didn't really blow me away. Not like Guardians of the Galaxy, not like Spider-Man, not like the Avengers. Um, it, it just didn't to that extent. It, it had the same vibe of um, the first Thor movie and Thor of the Dark World. It had the same vibe, but it needed to be Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> and it didn't really have that vibe in there. It had great actors, had a great plot, but I don't blame the movie as much as well as the fact of the popularity of the cosmic era the cosmic era also is not one of the most sought after you know genres in the marvel's uh comic universe there's oh it's a niche amount of fans who really is down with the cosmic universe and i know they're going to go into the cosmic and it's going to be interesting to see how well they do we still got silver surfer that can exist in this universe we have galactus also with you know along with that we got the fantastic four coming so I think they're going to play it into that role as well. We already got Loki and, and, um, Kang the Conqueror in there. So they're, they're all mixing it up. And then we got Dr. Strange as well. Who's playing into this whole entire situation with blade coming out black Knight in the midst of this. So they are venturing into other territories here. Um, I, I will say this, the Eternals, I think it, the, the Eternals is a success in terms of the, production and presentation that they provided i think the eternals is 
a better representation of what the uh the inhumans was supposed to be because yeah you guys forgot about inhumans didn't you <laughs> inhumans came out you know to a luke very luke less than lukewarm you know reaction to the fans a lot of it is because of how they tried to market this thing by putting it in the theaters but didn't give it that marvel cinematic studio uh, production and a cheap in the production medusa alone was upsetting because all through the entire episode like the whole the whole show was totally smoking mirrors so instead of them giving medusa the special effects with her hair they did a plot they did a storyline plot where she where her hair got cut off which it was transparent to a lot of fans it was like they did they didn't have the budget to you know do the hair uh special effects as well because if you know who medusa medusa is a an inhuman the wife of black Bolt, the queen of inhumans and her ability to use her hair and make it move and you know control her hair and has a you know strength strength and intensity to it so what they did in that show is that they cut off a hair and like like all through the entire like mini series they did this it was a lot of bad about that series than good um it was just it was really really bad in a sense and it's sad because like mike mo uh was in that too mike mo who's been on this show before he played ryu on street fighter assassin's fist and he also played uh bruce lee which he did after this series but he he uh he was in this as well and he didn't really get enough shine in that film so there was a lot of problems with that this is inhumans was definitely not one of marvel's best you know projects that they had so ah it was it was just it was it was unfortunate but again we'll see we'll see what they do Endgame is out what's going to replace it we'll find out they got options as to where oh excuse me as to where those options are going to go i think they have to find a way to implement the x-men in there's rumors that we may see him see professor x in the uh multiverse of madness because there's the voice of patrick stewart that we heard in there so there are a lot of people speculating he could be coming back as professor x we don't know we'll see how that goes from there all right last bit of news that i wanted to bring up is amazon prime releasing a trailer for a new animated miniseries based on the boys the show will consist of eight animated episodes all with different art styles this is basically an anthology series um this series takes shades of another you know of other anthologies such as the animatrix and batman gotham knights which was like a uh, variety of different art style anime art styles if you will same with the animatrix they were all basically anime based this one is gonna kind of play into that too but not anime based it's just gonna be different animation animated uh shorts or whatever like that spanning from the uh based around the events of the boys and everything that they went through so far so uh there is no date as to when that was coming out but that i'm looking forward to that um, i can't wait to the new season of the boys again one of amazon prime's best amazon prime has been really really killing it with the amount of shows that they have right now that invincible um the uh the uh vox uh what is it vox uh machina you know i just so many great shows vox machina right now the legend of Vox machina is just an awesome awesome show it's so, like i've 
haven't watched a show that good involving Dungeons and Dragons since the old Dungeons and Dragons cartoon from the 80s. This one just takes it just a few steps up and just it's really incredible what uh, Amazon Prime has done over the years because it used to be that, you know, people were paying for a subscription, a huge subscription fee for two day shipping not realizing that there was a library of videos that you could watch too. And they figured it out that they have to start bringing in original content and, and exclusive content on there. And they've done a great job with that platform there. So get ready, it's coming. If you're a fan of the boys, you got more uh, content to check out soon. So folks, that will do it for what's new in the world of ACMG. We're gonna take a break, come back, and I'm gonna review Uncharted, you know, from a non-video game fan's perspective. We'll do that right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, the voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go. Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on TalkTimeLive.com. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! Hey, this is Brian Donovan and you're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Leave Hurricane! Do it. And now, it's time for our Talk Topic of the Week. Ready? Wait! Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with our Talk Topic of the Week, and it is my review of Uncharted, the live-action movie based on the ultra-popular video game series from PlayStation and Naughty Dog, uh, starring Tom Holland as Nathan Drake and Mark Wahlberg as Victor Sullivan, a.k.a. Scully. And... I'm coming in, as I told folks before, I've not played, up until yesterday, I've not played the Uncharted series. And I decided to play a little bit of it right after I saw this movie. You know, and, and I'm well aware of the popularity of this uh, movie. I'm well aware of Nolan North's portrayal in this. And I'm very sure because I marked out at a certain part of the scene. By the way, if you have not seen this movie yet, uh, I would say, don't listen to me right now because I'm probably going to spoil some things that is going on with this movie. Uh, so if you haven't seen it yet, go and go out and see it and then come back to this. But I am going to be talking really good in this point. But, you know, I'm talking as a person who has not played the game, any of the games thoroughly or fully. I came in and, and the reason why and I could have easily because I have PlayStation now. You know, I have a PlayStation Now account, so I could have easily just gone in and played these games before. But no, I want to go in under a different perspective. You got people who are fans of the series who normally are in, drawn into this and wondering if this is going to be good. Is this going to match up to the actual, you know, lore and fandom that they're used to with this? And I get that. And I totally understand that, especially when watching Marvel or DC or any video game based, you know, films that people are fans of. But I decided I wanted to come in differently. I wanted to be that casual fan, that that move, that casual movie goer that is coming in unbeknownst to any of the lore or the mythologies or whatever of the brand and the franchise. 
to see if it will get me to want to be more interested in the video game. And people forget. And, and I say this because we had this conversation on our ACMG Facebook group about, you know, whether I was, I came in, I showed, you know, I took a little selfie of me going into the theater as like, you know, showing that and saying, time for me to see, time to see if this movie will make me want to play this game series. And I did it laughingly. But one of our um, members, Dan, you know, he chimed in and said, you know, do not base it on, you know, one of the best series on the PlayStation 3 and 4. Just play the game. And, you know, aside from that, and I'm like, no, there are some some genres of entertainment and theme here. I can judge this. And he claimed that he wasn't. And his defense was the Super Mario Brothers movie. Now, granted, he is absolutely right, but he is also outdated in that theory because since then there has been other successful movies out there and games out there that bait that are based on you know certain other uh, genres that people have gotten into and i had to you know make the defense he, he brought up super mario brothers movie which you know if this was two decades ago he would be right unfortunately he can't now because since then we had detective pikachu so if i wasn't a fan of Pokemon and I watched Detective Pikachu and I love Detective Pikachu and how great it was I would definitely want to get into Pokemon if I was watching Sonic the Hedgehog and I never played Sonic the Hedgehog before I after watching that movie I would love to actually get into check out the the actual games but my biggest example <laughs> was and, and actually really did happen was the walking dead telltales the walking dead remember that game that game that was the game of the year and what really intrigued me about that because it was a it was an adventure click based game it was not an action game it was a it was a, a story driven click based narrative to it and i'm like how does this game become game of the year at the game awards and gets high uh, praise and reviews from all these places and this doesn't do anything but tell a story and you're just clicking on i decided to check this game out out of the mere interest of the an intrigue that is all these reviews i found out why this game was awesome and because of that game because of my appeal to lee and and all the other characters and clementine I became a fan of The Walking Dead, clearly and solely because of the game, which the game was based on the comic book from Image Comics created by Robert Kirkman. I got into this game so deeply, I played it thoroughly twice in hopes that Lee would still be alive. It did not happen. But regardless, it made me a fan because this, this comic book series was just unlike anything I've read before. So then I read the comic and I immediately got into the comic, which then I watched the TV series and my God, for like three, four seasons, I really got into that series. So you can't, if you're basing on Super Mario, that is a very outdated example. He could have made something else. It, at, at this point he couldn't. And I didn't still to this day, did not get a reply back from the idea that I became a fan of The Walking Dead because of The Walking Dead video game. So to that extent, it's I can definitely say I can watch this movie. And if this movie is any good, that I it, it should be able to intrigue me to go play the game. 
And that's the other perspective. And that is the other marketing reason why Sony and PlayStation have done this is because, you know, and I had to really tell folks, I had to really say it and people agree with me is that like watching these films are not and, and not being a fan of these game series has its purpose, you know, for casual, for casual uh, moviegoers like myself and who are fans of t- rather Tom Holland or Mark Wahlberg or both. This is Sony's chance to appeal to them, uh, to that audience, to that fan base and gain, you know, and gain interest to a target audience and demographic that has never played this game in hopes that they could create a bigger fan base for the franchise. If they succeed, then it helps the franchise in a whole. So it's not just you go play the game, because here's the thing. People who are going to the movies like you got families who are going to go see this movie and for their kids there are families who are not you know their parents who are not gamers that are taking their kids to go see this movie they may be more into this movie because of that and then they may want to venture it more so there is a purpose for me not going to play this game uh playing this game thoroughly and stuff like that yeah i could go say if i like this movie i can go in and say like okay now i want to see the narrative and storyline of, of the game do I like the game? Do I like the game? Maybe, maybe I won't. Maybe I like the movie even better. Who knows? It can happen. But the pro- the thing is, is that with me, with me personally, I recognize that Uncharted is a very popular series. It's a great series, mostly in part because of Nolan North's portrayal as Nathan uh, Drake. Nolan North does a fantastic, no, it's no, Nolan North, for those who don't know, is one of the He's the him and Troy Baker are the pinnacle of voice acting for video games and animated series. If you look at these guys, you kind of wonder is like, and all they do for the most part is animate it, like animated, you know, voice roles and video game voice roles. You look at these guys and like, why aren't they in doing live action? They're great looking guys. They have to look for, you know, actual, you know, live action, especially Troy Baker. Troy Baker um, looks like Bradley Cooper in some cases. So it's it's uh it's quite interesting. I'm wondering like why they, they do it, but they some people just like some people just choose to do it. Some people just you know want to you know just do voice roles. Uh, I say the same thing for a lot of people um in the industry. There's some great looking people in the, that are doing voice roles that are only doing voice roles for some reason, but that's their choice. Um, but. Nolan North is just famously known for doing Nathan Drake among other characters, but you know, he's synonymous with Nathan Drake. He is the voice of Nathan Drake. And that's part of the reason why this is successful. The writing and the storytelling of this is also great for the game series, but why I have not jumped on this series is plain and simple. I'm not and when it comes to adventure games or games in general, I need games that are over the top that, you know, I am, I, you know, I got powers i got you know things that are shooting out of my eyes or you know i can throw fireballs out of my hands i'm that dude when it comes to like tomb raider and all the stuff which by the way i've played the original tomb raider back in the day when it was out on playstation without a strategy guide and beat that game through which was took me about a month to beat without a strategy guide it was brutal um but i managed to get through it and i've played and i played the the reboot version of the game and beat them both out of respect of the significance of those games you know i lord croft is legend you know so 
I played it when it first came out and it changed, you know, it, that game, you know, was a, it was a groundbreaking game at the time, you know, the original street, uh, the original Tomb Raider. So, but I, I, I played it, I got through it, but it's just at over time, I realized that that's not one of my favorite type of narratives in, 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 in adventure games. Uncharted comes out, which literally is the same thing. It's just with Nathan Drake now, and it has a different type of vibe. And I get that, and I and I dig that. And I, it takes me not being a fan of this particular franchise does not take anything away from the rich popularity and 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 mythology that this has become. Does not. No, whether I like it or not, this this series is still going to shine. Now, granted, I think I am better off watching the cutscenes than playing the actual game itself it's just not my thing and in fact like i said up until yesterday i have not actually played one game i played a few stages of the original drake's legacy the original uh deal I, it just didn't draw me in not like i did not like i'm doing now with um horizon uh, forbidden west which i'm i finally started to play uh now you know i'm a little bit more drawn to you know that type of deal you know, and the, and the combat and everything, um, you know, it's it's OK, but it's not over the top. It, it is what it is. And I, look, my opinion of the of the series has nothing to do with the overall popularity of the series. It, it takes nothing away from it. I recognize the legend that it is enough that I was more intrigued to want to see the movie. And after seeing the movie, look, I got to tell you, the movie was really good. It was a lot of fun. It's not a. It's not going to be an Oscar winner, but I thought that it was a lot of fun. I think from a, as a movie, I think I will enjoy Uncharted much better than I would be actually playing the game itself. Um, I, I really, really enjoyed what they did with this. I liked Tom Holland. Now, and that granted, again, the other reason why I wanted to play the a little bit of the original game is to see Nolan North's portrayal as opposed to Tom Holland and see how they did. Now, granted. This is a this is a origin story to Nathan Drake, so he's going to be a little bit younger in comparison to the video game. Um, but they are taking some elements from the from the series and just making it you know their own. So again, this is like their depiction and portrayal of the movie version of Nathan Drake. So it's never going to be the same thing. But they're going to pay homage to the actual game in so many ways. And they did. And I really like the fact that they did. But you'll see familiar faces and such like that. I thought Tom Holland did a pretty good job as a young up and coming Nathan uh, Drake. And, you know, the idea that this is based around his, um, him being recruited by Sully after Sully was with his brother, who they were supposed to go out on a big treasure heist. And it didn't happen because Sully, um, Nathan's brother, when they were kids, got, you know, they both got caught by the cops trying to steal the actual map. And they they were both living in like some type of foster home or whatever like that. And they wound up, he wound up running away from the cops. And from that point, they, he you know, he never heard from him again because he was traveling with Sully. Sully recruits him, finds him, and they end up going after the uh the treasure of a five year uh 500 year old um map and treasury that was going on but of course with every treasure hunt there's always other people looking out for treasure so you know along the way you got antonio banderas 
in this movie, which, you know, you bring Antonio Venderas as a villain of anything. He's awesome. Uh, he's playing Santiago uh, Makata in here. You also got a familiar, you know, character from the series, Chloe Fraser, played by uh, Sophia Ali in here as well. I was really surprised by what is believed to be the main villain of this whole entire thing. Tati Gabrielle from uh, the Adventures of Sabrina on Netflix playing Braddock. When I saw her, I'm like, oh, I know she's going to be trouble. <laughs> so she did not disappoint in here as well. You also had, you know, other characters in here just playing offbeat. One of the funniest characters was the Scotsman played by Stephen uh, Wadding, uh, Waddington. You couldn't understand a damn word that he said. there. <laughs> but for me, I looked at this movie not from a accuracy standpoint but whether this movie was going to entertain me was the plot going to be good just i just based it from a movie standpoint alone and knowing that it was based on the actual lore and everything was it going to draw me in i at the end of the day i think i was i was definitely entertained this was not by any way a bad movie i like watching this type of thing and i was interested in seeing tom holland's betrayal i think what I did like about it was that, you know, he was as ever bit as charismatic as he could possibly be. But I think the trouble I had with Tom Holland was because I'm in my mind, I'm still fresh on him being Peter Parker. And I know he's trying to go away or try to differentiate um, himself from being connected to the Peter Parker solely, the Peter Parker character solely. But there's still a lot of Peter Parker in his betrayal. I don't know what it's going to take for him to what role is going to take for him to get it uh, be off of that. But I will tell you this. Um, overall, he did good, but there were still hints of Peter Parker that I felt in there. But also after playing a little bit of the Uncharted game, I did see some characteristics and mannerisms from the Nathan Drake character from the game within him. So there were parts that I did see in there, which was good. Um, and I think it over time, I think it's going to, you know, I know they're going to do another one. So over time, I think it'll still it'll finally imprint in my head that he's no longer Peter Parker in this case. Uh, Mark Wahlberg, on the other hand, I thought did pretty good as uh, Victor Sullivan in this case. Um, I was really worried about him because I seen the I seen the pictures and videos of Sully and I'm like, it's good. Uh, I guess I don't know. I guess he can play him. I'm pretty sure they could have casted somebody else to play um a younger sully in this case but it is what it is uh i thought they did a pretty good job i uh, like the chloe fraser character as well you know uh first of all i did see chloe in the, in the video games and i thought that this one looked really spot on in, in terms of visuals very spot on to this point as well i like the adventure that they went on i like the ideas it was very cleverly done um, it was a lot of fun, the dungeon dwelling and, and the tomb raiding and all the stuff that, you know, this, this game franchise is known for. I really did enjoy it. Now, it didn't really get me to be a bigger gamer to that point. No, let's be real. It just it didn't do anything for me in terms of wanting me to play the game. And to Dan, uh, if you're listening to this, I did play the game for a couple hours playing it i liked it from a standpoint that like okay naughty dog did a good job making it a fun game i can see why it's fun for people uh the puzzles that you had to play in here i was like i if you played one you know 
open stage type of game like that. Uh, I've played, you know, God of War, uh, which was out during a time when Uncharted was out too. And if you played um, any of those games, Tomb Raider, Ghost of Tsushima, stuff like that, well, more or less Tomb Raider at best and God of War, they both had puzzles just similar to that. They're not hard to figure out. So, I mean, it's it's maybe i mean it's not a game that i'm really going to be into that's just real I, I just i'm not a big dungeon dwelling tomb raiding type of guy in adventure and, and again it, it's one of those games they were like it's too realistic for me i like things that are not that are just out of this world you know over the top and out of this world it's just not a for me but i think i could watch i think i, I you know from a narrative and storytelling standpoint i think i would enjoy watching the cutscenes more than i would play the game and that's just me um it's just the game doesn't have that appeal for me that i particularly like i have my own preference and that's okay that's okay for anybody to have that preference but did this game what did this movie overall do that no did it entertain me yes it did will it encourage me to want to watch another movie that is going to be based on a series and if you watch the end credit scenes they have for what i understand they have played on some story narratives that was that is in the game and something and some scenes that mimic some of the things that you saw from the video game so i would have to see what other people had thought about the actual series as well but the thing is too everybody that i've talked to who told me to watch the game and everything i haven't seen them in yet to say that they went to go see the movie so i don't know how much fans they are in this case um i i would definitely say this was a very solid movie a fun movie good popcorn movie at best everybody did good uh if not you know really good and as well uh i i am interested in seeing the sequel to this i think it encouraged me to do not but i will say that the biggest thing that i even look i may not like i may not play the game but I knew some of the things about the game. And one of the things that I realized that they did, and I thought this was awesome. There's a scene where they're getting, where um, Chloe and Nathan are, you know, getting away from Braddock and, and uh, Makata, Mankata. And they ended up in this beach resort because after they do the scene where they fall out from the, 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 the infamous plane scene which is said to be in the gate in one of the uh uncharted games as well they land and see they see that there's a resort there and they come traveling out swimming to that resort there of all people sitting in this little uh in his beach you know chair and asking and asking what happened to you <laughs> is none other than nolan north himself and i thought this was so awesome and the little bit of people that was in the theater with me all lit up because everybody knew who this guy was. Even I knew who this. I'm like, oh my god, they did get Nolan North to come on to the actual movie. I thought that was awesome for a lot of reasons because again, this is a this is a sign that voice actors are now becoming even more popular than they ever were before. To have Nolan North in here and to pay respects and to pay homage to uh, Nolan North in this game for all of he all that he's done because a lot of people can argue that the reason for this game being so successful is his portrayal as uh, Nathan Drake in that game. The fact that they brought him in there to pay homage to this was just so awesome. And I really appreciated that. I, you know, as a person who respects everything that these actors do in, in these voice roles, because 
I hate the term voice actors for a reason because it stigmatizes the actors from just being, you know, at, at a certain point. And when people say just voice actors, I don't like to limit people because I don't like to be limited myself. He's an he's a tremendous actor playing a doing a voice role for a video game or animation. Plain and simple. And seeing him in this movie shows that they're paying respects to people like him and in, in, in what he does in his craft, um, which we're seeing a lot more these days. And I think just things need to be just coined differently now. So, you know, them shouting out Nolan North for his contributions to this is awesome. And I love his response to this. And they, you know, as Tom Holland, as Nathan Drake is walking by and he's like, what happened to you? He's like, we just fell off a plane. He like, his response was, oh yeah, I had that, that happened to me once too. <laughs> that was an awesome line. So this, I think from a fanfare aspect, I think they did a great job showing you know scenes that were based off of some of the uh, aspects of the video game uh really familiar scenes and didn't add it to that adding nola north there which was kind of like a really wink wink in the same fashion that we saw when stan lee would make cameo appearances in in uh marvel movies thought it was awesome i thought it was really really cool actually i hope they do that again they're making it it looks like they're gonna make another uncharted movie they've apparently the brother is still alive and there's some other things that are developing within it too so um i am i i hope he comes back in a, in the same fashion that like bruce campbell did with the same Rambi series so every time we'll see him at a different location and they just happen to say i hope they do that i hope that that's a reoccurring thing i i really really hope they do because he deserves it um he's one of the top actors out there for you know doing these type of roles so more power to him i i, I thought it was awesome but overall a really solid movie um got me it left me intrigued to learn more about the situation but not to play the game <laughs> uh but to see the difference of you know i could thank goodness for youtube because i could just watch all of the cutscenes from somewhere out of there and see you know compare and contrast the two from that aspect but i i've always respected the 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 popularity of this series i just am not a fan of playing the actual game in that type of fashion i just it's just not my my cup of tea I, you know it just never been but i do respect it enough to want to watch it and see and enjoy it and for that i had a lot of fun watching it i thought you know they everybody did really good in here and for that if i'm going to give it a great i'm going to give it a solid b i think it was just a good fun popcorn movie paying homage to one of the one of the best game series around for the playstation i will note too that in the beginning of the uh, movie, when they're doing the um, the signatures, the signature um, scenes with the logos popping up and everything, and the one that said PlayStation Production, I found very interesting because they showed in that signature, they showed a bunch of different games that we're familiar with. Uncharted was one. We also saw Ghost of Tsushima. We saw, I guess, was it Bass Crash, uh, you know, uh, Crash Bandicoot? I, I think so. But I also saw God of War and it didn't want to add it to all that. It said PlayStation Productions. This can be the start of many things to come. And if they do a God of War movie, 
I am all for it. And I think that's what's going to be hinting. If this movie is any bit as successful as they want it to be, it's possible we can see a God of War movie. I want to see a God of War movie. I need to see that movie do give it so much justice. Um, oh, and not not the recent God of War movie. I'm talking about the old God of War movie. We need to see that. I want to see that. And in some case, I hope that not only will they do that, somehow, somewhere they need to get TC Carson a, a cameo appearance in that too. I don't know how they would do it, but we need to see that because I think if you're going to talk about, you know, if they're going to, you know, pay homage to um, Nolan North in the in, in Uncharted, TC Carson deserves to be in the God of War movie in some form or fashion. And I, I don't care. He's the voice. He's the original voice of Kratos. He deserves it. He's helped that. He's done exactly the same thing that Nolan North has done for Uncharted. He's done for God of War. That brother deserves to absolutely get it. And it's not. I'm not just saying it because he was. He's been a past guest on my show. But just the idea that he was able to do what he's done and his portrayal helped bring that franchise to, you know, give legitimacy to PlayStation arguably honestly it's really no argument about it <laughs> okay his voice has carried on to be on cameo appearances in many different games in the same fashion that shovel knight has become you know that same type of character in many different games so i i hope that that's the case i hope that this is the start of something really dope and awesome but yeah uh go out of your way check it out it is if you're a fan of uncharted even if you're not this is a very fun you know movie if you're a fan of tom holland if you're a fan of mark Wahlberg. This is a fun movie to go see with those two on air. So go out and check it out. Uh, it's available now and probably down the line. Uh, it'll I say another two, three months. It'll be on digital. So it's worth checking out, folks. That will do it for this edition of Talk Time Live. Thank you very much for being a part of this in every show that we do. As I mentioned earlier, this week, we got a Talk Time Live exclusive coming your way. Uh, we got Adam Tierney and... Um, Bannon Rodas from Way Forward coming back uh, to talk about River City Girl Zero that just came out on Valentine's Day and we also have River City Girls 2 coming later this year very excited about the, both of those so I decided to invite them back on the show and they were uh, more than willing to come back on the show to talk about that it's just such a fun awesome series if you're a Kuni Khan fan you definitely don't want to miss that um, so there may be there may be a um there may not be a select start episode this week and and in its place there will be the talk time live exclusive sunday i will have a, another show of course but as we get closer to march there's going to be some changes coming because i may be going on a break for a bit for one week uh for one weekend and then you know an entire week so i may be taking off for a bit you know because i need it so we got that going on so stay tuned for that and much much more but uh as always you can listen to this episode and every episode on talktimelive.com where we have our podcast audio episodes we have our exclusive video interviews with some of your favorite uh people in the world of all things anime comics movies and games we got exclu other exclusives as well we got a blog page i just added a new blog entry for an unbox uh blog entry for the ultra instinct goku figure by bandai and Ban presto that i've been waiting for it to come it's finally here i'm looking right at it, it looks awesome i took some photos and, and just wrote up and did a write-up about it 
in uh, TalkTimeLife.com. So you can see it if you're a fan of Banpresto uh, figures. This one is out now. I highly recommend you go check it out on here. And if you're available, I have the link to where you can find it. I will say get it now because it took a very long time for this to come. So if they have it in stock, this is something that you don't want to miss. <laughs> Trust me when I tell you, the beautiful artistry of this figure is just dope as hell. So if you're a fan of Dragon Ball, if you're a fan of Ban Presto, and, and of course, all things, the one of the most powerful forms of Goku ever, go out of your way, check this out. It's really worth going out of your way to seeing and checking out and getting. So, and the link is there for where you could buy it. Get it while supplies last because I pre-ordered this back in October during uh, New York Comic Con. It's just now coming. And I, guess what? I still got two more figures coming soon too. So there will be other blog entries as well coming down the line. So stay tuned for all that and much, much more. And of course, if you would like to subscribe and download on your favorite podcast platforms, I can uh, definitely recommend going to Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, TuneIn, Audible, Pocket Cast, Pandora, and Fountain app, as well as Tumblr. Tumblr is still in the midst of, you know, trying to fix everything that they need to fix on there, but they have a hyperlink that I always post up in there that you can still listen to the show. Um, big respect to all those who migrated out to other to these other platforms. If they, you know, there used to be an easy way to check out on Tumblr, but people have somewhat migrated to other platforms that were more easier for them too. So I've seen a recent rise and apple uh podcasts and spotify and and um google podcasts as well and other platforms so in iHeartRadio radio too um you know so shout out to you guys you know there's a definitely always a, a another platform for you to listen to and check out the show all the time look for acmg presents talk time live on all those platforms as well so thank you very much so folks that will do it for me on behalf of myself this is dax Xavier josiah saying learn to let go live life love all things anime comics movies and games this is acmg presents talk time live i am out here take care and have a great and safe week people Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.